welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the heart and the spirit behind the Calvinist and Arminianist debate. And this is important. We're not going to get into the specific verses or why you should do this or why you should do that. But I want to talk about the philosophy and the heart behind these positions, not in what they are theologically, but in what they drive us to do. And that is, in my opinion, one of the biggest reasons why I've chosen to be a Calvinist in the light of the various elements out there in the world. And this is a very difficult position in many ways because oftentimes in that position, many, many, many churches in America today, they're four-point Calvinist by doctrine, but five-point Arminian in practice. And what we start to see is as we start to become and buying into these philosophies and practices, they can actually kind of lead us a little bit astray as we consider the various options and ways that we live our life. So what is really the difference? Of course, doing a very brief summarization of each of the viewpoints, the underlying philosophy. In the Calvinist viewpoint, the sovereign election and salvation of man is entirely in the hands of God, with God drawing a person by a transformed heart into accepting the sacrifice of Christ, and Christ died on the cross to save his elect. Now, on the Arminian view, it is that man is sovereign over his salvation. And so God has done this thing in Jesus Christ, which is for all people in all of the world. And it's only those who choose to accept that and choose to turn to God that will be saved. And so you can see the under, the underlying philosophy. In the one case, man is ultimately responsible for his salvation. And in the other case, God is ultimately responsible for his salvation. And that really is the difference of views. Now we're going to dive into clarifying which of those positions is correct. I just want to identify what is the correct understanding of each of those positions. As a brief summary, of course, each one of these views are far more complicated than that as we, uh, as we consider all of the different elements. But what I wanted to focus on is the philosophy. Why is it important? Why does it matter if we choose to say, yeah, I want to be a Calvinist or yeah, I want to choose to be an Arminian? Uh, why does this make a difference as we live our practical life in Christ? It boils down to the ministry and how we believe a person is saved. If I believe at the core of my heart that a man is responsible for his salvation, it opens me up to do a variety of different things that might serve to convince a person to say a prayer to become saved. And after all, why wouldn't I? Because I am what is standing in between a person and hell. And so we understand, and several verses apply to the motivation here. Uh, one of those being, uh, as Paul writes, I think it's in the uh, Corinthians, uh, when he says, I have become all things to all people so that by, uh, by my works I might save some. That is really one of the, the motivating principles behind this verse. On the flip side of the coin, if I believe that a person's sovereign salvation is dependent ultimately on God, I do not have to engage in the various tactics that might be used to convince somebody to say a prayer and to give somebody a uh, what the Calvinists would say would be a false sense of assurance. 
And so, of course, um, as we look at these different motivations, is it better that we use manipulation or is it better that we don't? Because as a Calvinist, I am free to bring a petition before, uh, before God. I am free to present somebody the gospel without a pressure of telling them, you got to say this prayer or you're going to burn in hell. I have to simply present them the gospel pray about it, and let them go off and think about it. Because there's really no urgency. If you're an Arminius and you think that God is going to suddenly come back at some point in time, and those that have said this prayer are saved, and those that have not said this prayer are lost, then you have a motivation to manipulate the gospel and manipulate people in order to get them to say this prayer. But if you believe as a Calvinist that God already knows who is saved, God is not going to come back until every person on his list is actually saved. I don't have this expediency to try and manipulate somebody into praying a prayer for Christ. Now, do I want somebody to live a life of sin and not pray a prayer and continue on in their life of sin? No, I don't. The reality is, though, I have very little control over that. That is why the scripture tells us, Romans 10, it is our responsibility to get out and preach the gospel. Because the gospel is what God uses to transform somebody's heart. Meaning that we as people, even as Calvinists, have a role in people's salvation in that. It is our responsibility to preach the gospel. This is also what Paul writes in it to the Corinthians. Uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 1 or chapter 2, I forget. Uh, but where he says, uh, he says, I planted Apollos water, but it was God who caused the growth. And so if that's my attitude in my heart, I might be one of 15 or 20 people in the lifetime that have preached the gospel. But it is the gospel that must be preached that goes into the heart that eventually is bloomed by God into accepting Christ in that saving faith. And in that light of that philosophy, what's going to happen is I don't have to do manipulative things to try and get somebody to pray a prayer, which we have found most people who are manipulated into praying a prayer aren't really saved. There's a whole lot of people who have said a prayer who are not really saved. The Bible warns us over and over and over about them. And this is uh, tangential to the free grace movement that we've talked about on this channel a number of times. But the point being is that as a Calvinist, I have no pressure to manipulate somebody into saying a prayer because they're never going to be lost. God is not going to lose a single soul. He is not going to return until every person on his list is saved or has a plan to, for them to be saved. That is really the circumstances that we have to do. Where, whereas if I think that a person is sovereign over his own salvation and God doesn't have a role in all of that, then I am going to do all sorts of manipulative tactics to get somebody to do something that they may not otherwise want to do. So this is really the heart and the philosophy and why it makes a big difference between which viewpoints that you actually take. Because on the one hand, I can't sit back and say, I trust in God and then say, I have to do everything I can to get you to say a prayer. Because if I'm getting you to say a prayer, chances are it's not a real prayer anyway. A real prayer comes when God transforms your heart and makes your heart long for him in a way that we possibly cannot ever do 
upon ourselves. And that is why I have chosen to be a Calvinist because it, it, I mean, that's not really why I chose. That's why God chose really. But the point is I can preach the gospel. I can teach people discipleship. I can draw people into the place to learn from the scriptures. And then it's really up to between you and God. I don't have to be all steeply tied up in knots over whether or not you're going to pray for, for Christ. I'm going to keep praying for you because I do not know who is going to be saved or who is not. I don't know who's going to be saved as a child or saved as an elderly person. It's my responsibility to preach the gospel to all people and to pray for all people. And let's let God cause all of the growth. And that is the heart of the philosophy. We're going to leave this video here for now. Thanks for coming along. We are going to get the newsletter out um, probably another week or so, a week or two. I'm going to order in some print copies of the new books and we're going to do a good sale on uh, on the new books that uh, I, I uh, have not still don't have a, a copy of. But now that I'm back in my uh, home mailing address, I can get some of those out and we can get those shipped out. So stay tuned for that. Newsletter is not going to come early this week. We'll get one out in a couple weeks as soon as I have books, or at least I will have books ready uh, within a short period of time. Uh, so stay tuned for that. You can sign up for the newsletter over on ourwalkingchrist.com. Look at that middle column there. There's your newsletter sign in. We use a double opt-in when you sign into that Look for the email from our server accepting it and whitelist that email address. You're going to get a response back immediately confirming your subscription. This makes sure that you know, you're know you not signing up somebody else for our newsletter list. I want everybody to sign up on their own merit, not on yours. Uh, just like salvation. Look at that. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk and our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkingchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkingchrist.com.